With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Ed is claiming his seat. Greetings. Welcome in. A big holiday Tuesday night. A version of Carmageddon here in Southern California, which means I got to listen to a lot of tasty tunes and think about hot take nonsense for a long, long while. While my buddy Dan Byer was getting ready for the show, no Jason Smith. He's off in Hawaii celebrating, uh, I don't know, the demise of the Jets season, perhaps. Maybe uh, at the Maui Invitational? Maybe taking that in? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going I'm to guess he has found a place where he can eat some overpriced fast food and lounge around as the pastiest guy on the beach. Maui Invitational is one of those... Uh, unique sporting events that I would like to attend at least at one point. Not, you know, a, a marquee top of the line one, but I, I would like to check one out. It is always a classic as we get to this Thanksgiving week. Uh, wherever you're at, we appreciate you being part of the extended family here at Fox Sports Radio. Highways and byways, be safe, be smart. 
uh, and and get there safely. If you still have some time, well, we'll talk to you from our, our good folks at Tire Rack. We're broadcasting from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be well dan another beautiful night across the sporting universe a lot of activity uh going on the world cup i fell asleep thinking argentina was going to roll over saudi arabia after some early dominance i saw the second goal go in i'm like all right i'm gonna roll over go to bed hey they disallowed it and then they lose uh outright 18 to 1 saudi arabia and then they immediately declared tomorrow a national holiday so that's how your world cup world is going I, uh, I I will gladly say, uh, not as a sports fan, but just as someone who uh, needs a lot of sleep, uh, missed every minute of it live. Well, by the so time it, we got off the, the I Want Your Flex podcast and I drove home yes. uh, last night, you can download that wherever you get your audio, by the way. Give it five stars. Give it out. Give the link in a holiday card and evangelize. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I think it absolves you from having to buy a gift but yeah i got home and you know you're wired from yelling for four hours and then doing the podcast and having some great conversation with you and our guy ryan bershinger uh, i was up and wide awake at least for the first few minutes of it which re- i don't know if it would made me happy or made me sad because live sporting events at any point in the in the day is usually a win it was uh i'll tell you what i did not expect to uh, see that and sometimes what happens is your timeline on Twitter doesn't catch up on to the live thing? You get like the the older tweets first. You know what I mean? Sure. And so um, when you see Saudi Arabia, the first tweet that I saw is, "Wow, Saudi Arabia pulls even with Argentina," and it's so random that it just popped up. And then it took me a little while to scroll through because Twitter's usually the first thing that I open, as awful as that is. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're talking, you're, as you said, you know, one of the greatest upsets we've ever seen in World Cup history to actually finish it off. And just a few minutes later, that there was a second goal. But just randomly, the tweet shows up. And I can't even remember who sent it, but I'm just thinking, OK, 1-1, maybe draw. Maybe at some point later on, Argentina ends up winning. But yeah, not the case. Not the case at all. And then the jokes and the tweets uh, and texts that I got coming from the homeland of Chicago because Poland and Mexico played people joking about how clear the roads were because everybody stayed home or found themselves in a large (laughs) viewing party, which is cool. And they had a huge viewing party here in Southern California at Bank of California Stadium uh, for what ended up being a scoreless tie. Nil, nil, uh, and a Choa with the big save uh, of a penalty kick. So, I mean, uh, off of Lewandowski. So, I mean, just an amazing run. France with some early uh, struggles, but eventually wins 4-1. But uh, a big day in the World Cup. And then we move into other things where we like rankings and grids and brackets and everything. And that's the latest in the college football playoff uh, rankings tonight, Dan. And and atop the the leaderboard, no surprises. Everybody stays and and stands pat. So that's fine. And Everybody can breathe a sigh of relief. But what happens after the top four, for those kind of paying attention, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU, we have LSU, 9-2, and two, sitting in that five hole. USC at six, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, sitting there at 9-2 and two in the number seven slot. Clemson, wondering which Spencer Rattler uh, is going to show up this week <laughs> to face them. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, right? 10 and I'll 1. I'll tell you what, a week ago, a week ago that was kind of thought of as like a ho-hum sure. rivalry game. And now Clemson's like, no, this could strengthen our resume. You know, this is really good. This is really good. And I didn't think Clemson had a shot a week ago. I didn't think they had any chance to get into the playoff. And I may be wrong. Maybe Open wrong the door, that. certainly. Yeah, I mean, because you got this game and then you've got uh, North Carolina. So they, they had hoped that they'd be rolling in uh, on on a dominant path, but they lost to Georgia Tech. Took a little wind out of the sails of all the Drake May profiles you'd been seeing uh, for the last couple of weeks as well, but still a, a game uh, on the slate that uh, has some peril to it, uh, but still some gravitas, but not to the same level that it did, Dan. But LSU, USC, Alabama, as you roll through, I thought USC, based on its dominance, the fact that they are on a one-loss team, and you've got 40-plus points in all but two games, would get them to the number five slot. Now, we start getting into strength of schedule and let's do the comparisons of conferences, but going into the quality wins column is, is where USC takes it uh, in the backside here, uh, you know, with the kick in the, yeah. in the, in the slats, uh, as it were, even though you got Caleb Williams and everything else that you just, you know, you, you take that shove and, and that's why you get moved down to six. I would even say Mike, that even their, you know, their wins, uh, the 40-point thing is is very glamorous. But when you look at the, the wins that they, they had, and USC is benefiting from a little something that Alabama is also benefiting from, that TCU, for some reason, it's being held against them. Even on the uh, after the, the selection of these rankings and asking why TCU is fourth, you know, the, the point was brought up of this is a team that's had some come-from-behind wins. The, the, the word that I like in that sentence is wins, and people are focusing on the come-from-behind part. But even if you would look at USC, and you're talking about their close games uh, or, or, or their 40-point games, there's close games to them. I mean, Oregon State's a pretty good team. Right. Only beat them by three. Uh, they beat Arizona, who beat UCLA a couple weeks ago, ended up beating them by eight. Um, you know, So it's not like you know, they beat Cal by six. So this isn't this isn't like a... You know, just because you roll Colorado, everybody rolls Colorado. Um, you know, it's not that I just I, I don't like how TCU it's being held against them because they needed a last second field goal to beat Baylor. And I, and I just think, Mike, like, well, you know what? Michigan needed a, a field goal late to beat Illinois at home. Controversial wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just to me is a real like double standard when we when we talk about these schools and we Talk about, you know, USC's resume. And, and the one loss is probably the biggest, you know, one of all. But here in Alabama team is 9-2. and two, And we want to point out, and it was even said on the selection show, this is an Alabama team that lost two games in the final play of the game. Well, what about the time when they barely slipped by Texas in September? Or what about the time Texas A&M had a chance to beat Alabama sure. late. You know, like the, those things aren't brought up in the conversation, but for some reason they're always brought up with TCU. Like I thought TCU should have been third in the rankings. Really, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a road win at Baylor on the last second to me is more impressive than Michigan surviving at home against Illinois. Pretty good Illinois team, but I, I don't know how much different there is between Illinois and Baylor. So if you're really trying to parse it out, you look at Michigan's schedule and you look at TCU's, TCU's got a much better resume, but we're holding things against them that we don't hold against other teams. And that goes back to your point about USC is we get so wrapped up of them scoring 40 points 
but really how dominant are they with this sort of schedule that they've played so far? Well, that's it. You had a loss to number 20 Utah. Yeah, it's a one-point loss, but a loss is a loss. And that and that's where we get into some of the, the nonsensical stuff of when you took a loss, right? If you lose, you lose. I don't care if it's in mid-September or December 3rd in the, the conference title games. You, you took a loss, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever happens in between. Because right now, the sell job is look how good Notre Dame is. And look how they're surging now. And that's all fine and good. They still have three losses. So while it's a good win and a resume booster, that should not be the thing that pushes you over the top in any type of argument, given the fact that right now you're one in one in games against you know top 20 teams, right? Mm-hmm. With a win against UCLA. Again, a narrow win, 48-45. What a thriller that was Saturday night. I was sitting waiting to watch the Elton John show uh, at Dodger Stadium with my kids. And like, what are you doing? Like, come on, this show's about starting. I'm like, it's um, USC, UCLA. And I had people looking over my shoulder watching the game. Uh, so, yeah, we got we got a good dual screen experience. But, you know, going back to Alabama, the, the win last week was not one that was terribly impressive, right? They had the fight tooth and nail to come yeah. back to win that one by six, being heavily favored. So you go uh, through all the schedules, and then you get into LSU – which is a whole other thing, right? A bye week last week against UAB. Sorry for all you UAB alums out there. Uh, But you've got the thumping they took against Tennessee, wins against Ole Miss and and Alabama. And then this week you're at a struggling Texas A&M squad with that date with Georgia looming out there in the horizon. And and all this this stuff kind of works itself out, Mike. I I mean – the Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday should decide something. It may not. It, it may – well, it, it, it should. Um, it's just a matter of how close the game is well, to see but if that's the loser the can, can end, up, you know, end up surviving if there is chaos throughout college football. Yeah, and I think that's the, the largest thing. How close is that game, right? Michigan goes and gets beaten. What is it, a seven-and-a-half-point line, I think? Uh, as we look at that, look ahead here mm-hmm. coming into the weekend, Alabama's favored by 22 over Auburn. LSU's a 10 point favorite against AM on the road. And then USC's a five point favorite uh, against number 15, uh, Notre Dame, here in Southern California. So uh, we, ha- we have those games on the horizon. But yeah, the Ohio State Michigan one, I think, holds so much value based on just margin of victory. Yeah. And realistically, you know, and I know you just brought up Notre Dame a little bit earlier um, in maybe why that shouldn't be the entire resume builder. But if we are in a situation where TCU ends up losing, USC ends up losing, and now you do have a, say, a one-loss Ohio State team, and that loss being to Michigan, uh, now the question comes in, all right, can you take a non-conference champion with the one loss you know, how does their resume stack up? Now, it's a home game, and I just I, I favor home games, Mike, more than I do uh, road games. Like, if you win a road game, it's a bigger deal to me, obviously, than than just winning sure. a home game. So if Ohio, uh, Ohio State lost at home to Michigan on, on Saturday, that's a little tougher one um, as opposed to them losing in Ann Arbor for their resume. But you would at least have that for Ohio State to put up against if it were a two-loss USC team and a – you know, depending on what happens with LSU, uh, if Georgia would beat them, they'd be out of the picture. You'd have to debate on whether a one-loss Clemson team would be more worthy uh, 
in the ACC than to what Ohio State did in the Big Ten. And so those those are just some of the dilemmas. And it doesn't matter what TCU really at number four, but I just think the optics of the committee, it makes them look bad when they put them at four. And it may look better on the graphics on the screen when you see Ohio State and Michigan play two versus three as opposed to two versus four. But I thought we were going to get a one versus two with Tennessee and Alabama. And we didn't get that earlier on in the in the or, excuse me, Tennessee and Georgia. Right. Uh, but we didn't get that. We you know, at the time it was one versus three with uh, Tennessee at the one at the time. But probably not a lot to really argue about. But I just think that sometimes they they say one thing for one school and it just is not applied to about three or four others in the rankings. No, and that's just it. It's about having a better uh, PR person to hammer it all down. These are the speaking points. Make sure we're comparing apples to apples. Yeah. That's really yep. all it is. Because we understand, look, we're not idiots. It's a TV show. And you're yep. trying, in the end, to get the biggest audience that you possibly can based on the teams that are available. Which mm-hmm. is why... USC, that was one of the wild card factors of whether they'd be five or six this time out. But yeah. but it, it's just it's just that possibility because with TCU, there's always that sinking feeling in my stomach, and I've voiced it for the last couple of weeks, Dan, is that no matter what, that there might be that uh, school from the big conference. I know Sonny Dykes has addressed this a few times to be like, look, all I can do is win. What what they're gonna do, what people are gonna say, I can't I can't control it, and I appreciate that. And all they've done is gone out and win. Number eighteen Oklahoma, number nineteen Kansas, number eight Oklahoma State, number seventeen Kansas State. Those were four wins in a row. You may not like like them stylistically. Too bad. And then everybody thought Texas was gonna roll them. They were a seven and a half point favorite. And then what happened? Oh, the defense showed up. And absolutely clamped down for a 17-10 win. <laughs> did it have great style? No. But they did what they needed to. And the component of the squad that had kind of been brushed aside, yeah, 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 they score points and, and they'll outscore you. No, they went on the road and they handled the team that everybody decided was the greatest thing. And the only game they'd probably watched of them was that narrow loss to Alabama. Yeah, it's it, uh, it's so spot on. It's funny in how we give Alabama, well, if they just stop LSU on that uh, on that play, they, uh, they, they win that game. Or if... Uh, you know, Tennessee doesn't make that field goal. But but then we say, well, yeah, TC, you need to, they needed to run their field goal unit on the field. You know, they, that's how they needed to be Baylor. I mean, they just had to run out there and kick a lucky field goal. I mean, like, it's just so, it's so not fair to TCU. And then when you look at it, they're going to get a better opponent in the Big 12 title game than Clemson will in the ACC title game, especially if they had to play Kansas State. You know, so so like there's there's another resume thing for uh, for TCU. Heck, even if they lose, maybe they should get in, Mike. I mean, seriously, if we're breaking it down for real for what TCU has accomplished, the committee would make it think like they've accomplished nothing. Hundred percent. I'm going to go to the uh, Horn Frogs web store right now. Uh, we're becoming fans. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings, welcome in. It's hour two of the program. Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon here. Fox Sports Radio from the Tyrac.com studios. There is no Jason Smith tonight off gallivanting, eating lots of poi, maybe playing with fire in the Hawaiian Islands. That's an image you can't get out of your head now, can it? Uh, it's Dan Byer in for, in for Jason tonight at Dan Byer on Fox, where you find him, my co-host, uh, the man, the lead man on the I Want Your Flex podcast, uh, making me sound like I actually know something, which is always uh, appreciated, uh, on the Doug Gottlieb show, Cavino and Rich, and then, of course, Red Zone Radio on Sunday afternoons as you're watching those two or three late games. That's got to be the worst, though, Dan. All of the morning action is like, oh, what do I got for the afternoon? Oh, wait, it's Arizona again? Damn it! It allows us to digest those seven or eight games that are early and then really savor the last three or four. It also allows us to then take those headlines, as I said, digest in the first games, but then really sort out maybe what they mean in the long term and give us, you know, one of the first opportunities to react to what happened every Sunday. So it's it's a good spot to be in. It's really good when there are, like, two games going down to the wire, Whereas maybe in the the early window you'd have five and you have trouble keeping you know up with what's actually going on in places, so it works out well. Uh, have a lot of fun. Bernie Fratto's been in with uh, uh, for George Rice for the last couple of weeks, so Bernie and I have had some fun there. But uh, yeah, George will be back and we'll uh, we'll hit the home stretch running. There we go. Week twelve of your National Football League kicking off on Thursday. Three good Thanksgiving. I almost said Halloween. Thanksgiving Day games. <laughs> Right, Not often we get a slate where you're going, hey, I kind of want to watch all three of them. Normally there's one where it's like, all right, that's the tryptophan-induced coma, uh, the gluttony, the extra piece of pie, or the red wine or extra beer that takes me out. I just hope that the Bills don't end up taking it to the Lions and then we are – will fall victim to all of the uh, – because there is social media on Thanksgiving. You better believe that there is. Uh, everybody's saying that the Lions shouldn't play on Thanksgiving. It's my of, – of any of the games, Cowboys and the late game that's on NBC, uh, just don't take the way the Lions on Thanksgiving. Please don't. I like tradition. I do too. We, we've jettisoned so many things. We were talking college football in hour one. Coming up in about 15 minutes from now, we'll talk to Jason Cole, our buddy, outkick.com, pro football Hall of Fame selector. We have the semifinalist list that came out earlier and all the goings on in the National Football League. But to, to that point, you know, with college football, with the changes and teams moving, and while I'm excited to see what happens in the Big Ten uh, with USC and UCLA eventually coming in as the next iteration of re- reshuffling the these conferences, although I'm fearful that if Northwestern continues as they have last year and this year, we may get relegated like we're a soccer club <laughs> and shuffled out of the conference altogether. But that's a concern and essay or long walk on the beach to contemplate that another time. Uh, in Dallas, the active recruiting is going on between the team's official Twitter account and quarterback Dak Prescott. Everybody wants to sit down and show some love to Odell Beckham Jr., We'd heard earlier in the week, Dan, that uh, he had narrowed things down to the Cowboys and Giants. Does he go with whoever wins? 
I'll, Show I'll, me how much you want me. <laughs> this this is the this is the interesting thing because I think that there's a lot of star power here, and it's actually why I think this has become such a story. I mean, guys coming off of his second ACL. You right. know, I mean, this no, isn't sure. this isn't like a you know a, a guy who's just like I'm going to wait later on in the year and I'll join it and I'll hit the hit the ground running. We don't know how he's going to respond, and I think that it's a big ask that he would join a team and be able to have the success and fit in so well like he did with the Rams last year. I just don't think that – I don't think that even if even if Odell is that great of a guy, I just don't think it's as easy as the Rams made it look last year. So the point for me, Mike, goes really like if you're Odell, why not just be loved as a giant and, and go back and be like, all right – this is, you know, let's let's right this wrong. This is LeBron going back to Cleveland in a sense. Let's do this the right way. Because if you do go to Dallas, you're then kind of putting a knife into all of that that you had built in New York in all of that aura. And I know, I, I think that the the boat trip will never will never uh, go away. Right. You know, like that that, that will is never... part of uh, Giants lore forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and so many guys in jeans on that boat. That again, it's a whole other thing. And not only no life preserver in sight. Anyway, um, but I, I I just, I, I think for Odell, like truly, um, he's got the Super Bowl. Like it's just a better story if he goes to the Giants. If he goes back, it may not work out, but it's just a better story of him joining the Cowboys and winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, all right, Odell, you know, did that and joined along, but. You go back to the Giants, you end up making, uh, you know, help them make a push. I think there's just more of an impact, no matter how bad Dallas wants them. Yeah, and then you can go back. I mean, which is the uh, the bigger boat story, uh, not to steal from Jaws, but, I mean, you got the Giants, and then, of course, you had the uh, Vikings boat party, uh, <laughs> which had some uh, criminal charges that had to be filed coming out of that as well. The Giants can air on regular HBO. I don't think that the Vikings one um, could make it to HBL. Well, just, you know. Well, no, that's that's fair. I, so, I, I think I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there you go. Hey, we do have some Dak Prescott talking about the recruiting oh, of Odell boy. Beckham Jr. Because, I mean, he wanted – look, the, you got Jerry. Jerry's been on record forever. And I'll get back to Odell and, and why I think the Giants is also uh, a better move from a football standpoint. Uh, in terms of need. But let's talk, hear from Dak. A guy like OBJ, given that both the Giants and the Cowboys have meetings with him, what do you think he could do for this team when you get guys to play the way that they played against Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, we're playing like that, and you're able to add a talent like uh, like Odell. Um, that, that can be special. Obviously, that just creates more weapons uh, for not only me, but for this offense, for the play caller, uh, and more things for the defense to worry about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're getting him in. Hopefully, uh, everything's going going great in the recruiting process. Uh, he knows how much um, I've, I've won him here, uh, and a lot of these guys in this locker room I've seen have reached out on their own and in different ways to make sure that uh, yeah he understands that this is a team that he can help, and we want him to come help. So there's Dak Prescott on it, and again the social media team for the Cowboys uh, taking those quotes, taking others, repackaging, repurposing, etc. And rolling through to make their their pitch for him to be one of many stars. Here's the star on the helmet. How great would this be? That was all Jerry Jones weeks ago. 
I look at it from a football standpoint, Dan, of the Giants are in more need of him to come in and play, and that's a, a double-edged sword, right? Because the expectations are he's Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to come sure. back in, and he's going to save the day. And as you astutely pointed out, right, second ACL, not the Ram system where Sean McVay was rolling, but I'll, I'll trust in Dable at this point that he could figure out a role. But you're looking for him to dominate, but you certainly need another playmaker. Your leading receiver, 413 yards, is Darius Slayton. <laughs> Richie James, Robinson, the rookie, just went on IR. Uh, Saquon yeah. Barkley, 31 catches. Saquon's got the most catches on the team by seven over Slayton. Slayton's got 24 receptions to lead all receivers and tight ends. That's where we're at in yeah. terms of building this squad. Now, Daniel Jones completing nearly two-thirds of his pass attempts, nine touchdowns against four picks. The pass game doesn't matter. It's all how much can Saquon Barkley pack on his giant back. It's like he's Santa Claus, for crying out loud. How many gifts can I get on my sleigh to roll <laughs> through? That's where we're at with Barkley and the number of touches that he has to have on a weekly basis. Hey, put him to use. That's why you're paying him. As long him, as he's right? there, well, yeah. So long as you're play, paying him and not, <laughs> not. It, I guess the other thing is it really showing you're not intending to pay him again. Yeah. The, well, it's that will be seen. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, that we'll we'll have to wait on that one. I, I think they are. I, I, I think that at some point they'll. You know, just a question of what, I guess, and yeah, what those yeah. terms are. But the the point just being, normally when you run a guy as much, not just because of necessity, it also becomes a, hey, while well, we got him and he's yeah. healthy, here you go. Yeah, they're going to CC Sabathia him like Nicely the Brewers done. did. You know, <laughs> just, every inning, pitch every, every other day. pitch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just go on out there, you're throwing again. You know, we got CC on Monday, Wednesday, and we'll give him a day off. He'll throw Saturday again. I, I, I Yeah, I just there is an obvious need for the Giants yeah. because the, there's there you rattled off the names and the, rattled off the numbers and on how he could fit in. Um, can Odell be a number one guy? anymore i th- i think is a question and and maybe it, you bring him in and it, it doesn't you know because you don't really have that number one uh, if darius slayton ends up being a guy maybe it provides more opportunities for him if defenses are focused on obj it just it makes more sense and i know dallas would love somebody opposite cd lamb but I think they've got guys opposite C.D. Lamb. And, uh, like, I, I like Michael Gallup. I actually right. like Noah Brown. Um, he's he's Dal- acquitted himself nicely in spots. Yeah, Dalton Schultz is fine. And now you look at what you do with Tony Pollard, uh, you know, uh, out of the backfield. It's, you know, you've, you've loved Tony Pollard for years. Yeah, like, I think I have a tattoo that I, I need to get of Tony Pollard. There's enough to go around. And, and honestly, if I'm Michael Gallup or I'm Noah Brown, and and I know in the grand scheme of things, maybe those guys don't matter, but they do matter. They do matter when you're on a team and you're having a quarterback openly talk about somebody else to come in and do your job, you know, f- for you. And 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 I don't. It's not a. It's definitely not a motivation tactic. They are not saying we're going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. so we can have Michael Gallup step up his game. No, it has nothing to do with it. They want to bring Odell Beckham Jr. But how are you if you're, you know, Noah Brown or you're Michael Gallup? And I'm not saying that they're world beaters, Mike, but you're also just risking the fact of now you really have to bring him in 
if you're at risk of losing these guys. And that may be something that's way off in the distance. It may not matter as much. But to your point about making this a college recruitment, it is very weird to hear players openly talk about wanting to bring him in. Yeah, oftentimes you've got to do the uh, sideways kind of uh, referencing to a player. Like I heard uh, on AM570, uh, LA Sports here, our, our guys uh, Petrus Papadakis, Matt Money Smith talking to Tom Telesco and referring to any of the college players. He wouldn't talk to him by name. Sure. But the, yeah, the USC quarterback. Boy, what a talent. The UCLA mm-hmm. quarterback, a lot of grit, a lot of determination, does a lot of good things with the ball. Same thing here. Normally it's it's oblique, and it's like, yeah, we could use some help. There might be a guy or two out there. Nah, it's like, hey, Odell, hit me up. And we saw that uh, over with uh, Lawrence, and we've seen it with so many other members of this squad. To your point about the wide receivers, there's only so many balls to go around. Right? Yeah. Guys are trying to get fed. Guys are trying to pull their stats. Some of it's the ego Certainly, but the uh, in obviously winning matters, but there, there's a balance to be had. And when you look at this squad, the rush to pass ratio is about fifty. It's it's one to one. Mm-hmm. And I would also say this, Mike. I know that they made a push for Brandon Cooks because Cooks was so unhappy that he wasn't traded. So obviously Dallas has has looked at at this before, right? But I I think you're you're better off more equipped that Brandon Cooks who's played the season is not coming off of a major injury would be better equipped to help your team right now than Odell Beckham Jr. I think that's why they tried to to trade him. So now you got to you got to equate does bringing in OBJ is he better than a Michael Gallup who we are still by the way trying to break into the fold since he came off of his own knee injury. Right. You know and and so like those are the concerns. It's just for Odell personally to to go back to to your question. It's just it's a better story for the Giants. And honestly, I don't know if Dallas needs needs Odell. And I, I'm not saying that adding him would risk anything and would cost them. I don't think that it would. But it, to me, it's just not the necessary move that seems to be so necessary with the way the Cowboys talk about it. I'll just say this, Dable greater than more. I'm going to New York. He's Dan Beyer in for (laughs) Jason Smith. We'll ask our esteemed guest, Jason Cole, uh, this and so much else uh, as we get to week 12 of your National Football League as we continue here from the TireRack.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Some Hall of Fame talk, more on Odell and the rest of the NFL universe. Yes, even three or four minutes of Jets talk, if only to mock Smith. That's next with Jason Cole here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings and welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. Dan Byer in for Jason Smith tonight. Having a blast with you. Thanks for being with us here during your holiday week. Take us with you wherever you go on the iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM, Channel 83, your local affiliates. Thank you to all the program directors. And our unending quest for truth, justice, and the American way. 
uh, is bolstered now, Dan Byer, by the arrival of our next guest, our buddy Jason Cole, at Jason Cole 62, selector for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He has many a book found in rich mahogany, including Elway, A Relentless Life, that you can find on Amazon. You should order that and send that out as gifts. It's a very good read, lots of great stories. And, well, that's what we get every week when Jason Cole joins us here on the hotline. How are you, buddy? I'm going through my collection of leather-bound books as we as we speak. No, that's great. Some first editions? Yeah. Oh, all, all first editions. Yeah. They're, um, they're actually printed in gold. Ooh, so, look at you. Uh, yeah, I, a little advice from Donald Trump that he gave me that advice on on my, all my books. So that's what I do. Well, I mean, that is a, uh, a way, way to hide some assets. Where, wait, wait a second. I, I need this. I get, yeah. This is important. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Where's Smith to answer for this? He's he's in Hawaii this week. So so he has to get as far away from the problem No, as that's possible. it. <laughs> No, that's 100%. And and the thought, other thing, J. Cole, today is the 10th anniversary of the butt fumble, and he's not here for that either. Wow. So he gets Zach Wilson, no, and the butt fumble. I don't know which one's worse, okay, because I'm not sure which one's more embarrassing. Um, and, you know, the fact that Mark Sanchez and Zach Wilson made the headband um, popular, again, or not, Um <laughs> So he didn't like have even the courage to go to New York to try and counsel young Zach Wilson, um, or or at least call up Zach's mom and and talk to her about the problems going on and and ask for some accountability or something like that. No, he tapped out. Tapped out. Long standing occasion. Went to, he went to Hawaii to escape Zach Wilson. Spe- That's perfect. Spe- speaking of the Jets in Hawaii, any truth that the Jets found a, a tiki idol on a construction site <laughs> like Bobby Brady did, and that's why their quarterbacks have been cursed for 50 years? <laughs> Where's Vincent Price at? <laughs> which, which is worse, the curse, the curse of the goat, the curse of Babe Ruth, or the curse of Joe Namath? Which one is the worst? The, the, the I think they have to go find that original fur coat and burn it or something, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they got. Oh my god, they got. They, what they should do is they go go to the middle of MetLife Stadium and take the pantyhose and the fur coat and the sunglasses, whatever it was, all that stuff. It, it, no, you know what they should do. They should go find what was the name of that club that Namath um Club fifty four? No, he had oh, what was the name of it? Bachelors or singles or something like that. He had some name of that club that he had in New York. They should burn the whole building down to see if that that uh if the, wow. the curse will go away. That's what they should do. Or just have Smith go firebomb it himself. That's it what was they possibly could do. Yeah, Bachelors three. Bachelor's three. I there you go. Seven ninety eight Lexington Avenue. All right. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. See that mozzarella sticks on the menu there or not? <laughs> Is it that maybe some cheese curds uh, brought out to the East Coast? But you know what Jason would have been doing here, Mister Cole, if he if he had been around, is he would have been saying, "I told you so." Because several weeks ago, I'll give him credit. The guy's a lunatic uh, and loves his Jets to a, a really crazy uh, way. But he was calling for the ouster of Zach Wilson and the insertion of Mike White. I think part of it because we had an open at some point that had, you know, us singing the Mike White song. But um, 
Yeah, so I, I, he was already calling for him he to was, be deposed. Right, so he, so he, this has actually proven that he's proven him right, and he's not. He's he can wash his hands of Zach. Wilson. That's kind of what he's going to yeah. look to do as soon as he gets uh, back off uh, the uh, island. Okay. Well, but you, but are you guys going to watch the the Bears Jets game? Is he going to be back in time for you to watch? To watch Justin together? Field? No. Well, he should, won't do that. Yeah, well, here's the question I have for you. I mean, I maybe even play. <laughs> well, or should Justin Fields at this point? Um, well, look, if the doctor says he's okay to play, then he should play. Um, that's uh, – I always, I always say this. Give the doctor final say and respect what he has to say. That's what all teams should do. And they should get out of the way. And leave it not to be a football decision. Let it be a medical decision. So I always side with if the doc says it's okay, you know, then go ahead and allow that allow him to play. Um, but you know, again, having having experienced the um, idiocy of guys like Dave Wanstead, who you know, when told like, "Oh, this player's going to be out three weeks," he goes, "Oh yeah, it means he's only going to miss two games. He can be back on the third. Yeah. No, no, that's not what that means. That means he's going to be out for three games, and you need to just stay out of this. Knowing that, it's one of, it's one of those things where you just go look." Make sure that make sure try and keep the coaches out of the decision as much as possible because they will try and they will try and win games. I, I, but I, I, I will also say this: look, the Bears have done a phenomenal job um, over the last four games, um, five actually five games, of giving him every opportunity to to excel by moving him around, not keeping him in pocket mm-hmm. all the time. And he's learning how to play. I mean, he's reading coverages and doing a great job of running. But it's like we always say about running quarterbacks, how long is it going to last? So, you know, that shoulder's starting to, you know, it's, start, it's starting to yap at him. So hopefully he learns out to be a great thrower too. What what in the world do the Cardinals do? Because yesterday was national uh, rip on Kyler Murray day. Um, <laughs> and maybe deservedly so. Um, but he's not going anywhere. So, so what in the world happens? Why, why? Because they guaranteed him like $5 billion or something like that? <laughs> they wow. well, they <laughs> signed them all. Why is it that he has to be their quarterback? Because um, they owe him the entire franchise. Um, look, I, they got a decision. They've got to come to a decision, A, that this, this, the Cliff Kingsbury experiment like petered out. It's It's over, okay? The offense does not work on a long-term basis. Um, not unless you have, you know, a a receiver who is all-world, at least one receiver who's all-world, and then a bunch of other guys who are really good. So you've got to load up on receivers all the time. You got to keep feeding that beast. But even then, you know, the lack of any kind of real running game makes it almost impossible for you to be good on a consistent basis. And then the fact that you can, you know, have a lot of quick possessions, where's that your defense? So they've got to go with, they got to change their whole defensive style. If you're going to play this kind of offense, you have to have a heavy blitz defense that plays for turnovers and you have to be willing to play games, you know, in the thirties all the time. Right. And it just, it requires a really serious plan and a serious plan that even then generally doesn't work. So I think that Kingsbury has to go. And then if they're going to stay with Kyler, 
they've got build probably a spread offense with a little bit better running game, a little more power to it, um, and then and then get him some you know not just one receiver. But you got to get that guy three three receivers um, to make this thing work. So they got a lot they got a lot of fix here. Steve Kimey has to go too though, right? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Yeah, but. He's, you know, like uh, here, that. That begs the question: Are you going to bring in a general manager and a coach who believe in Kyler Murray yeah, and know how right. to work with him? Sure. Okay, because you know there therein lies another problem. Like, do you all of a sudden bring somebody in who says, "Well, he's not my fault. I didn't draft him. I didn't do this." I, like, I mean, you're in a serious trap. I mean, this is worse than having Zach Wilson. There you have it. Zach Wilson, uh, summary, <laughs> summary statement, just to kick him while he's down, uh, while we're at it. Jason Cole with us oh, on the hot line. He just kind of slid that one in at the back end. I like that. Uh, at Jason Cole 62, where you find him on Twitter, you read him at outkick.com. Uh, what do you think of the open recruiting season in the National Football League for the services of one Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, I love this. This is fabulous. Like, I, I just – I love it when teams are in such desperation mode because they think they actually have a chance to win a title that they fall all over themselves for a player. And I mean, and, and thinking that one guy is going to make it work because because number one, the fawning is hysterical, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jerry, Jerry Jones fawning over Odell Beckham Jr. is great. Then having to explain it to the guys who've been in the locker room the whole year that, oh, by the way, we don't think you're good enough. That's why we're fawning all over this other guy. Um, you know, force-feeding him to the coach, because if you bring this guy in, you have to now make it work somehow, some way, and take all the balls that you've been throwing to other guys and now give them to OBJ. Um, I, yeah, it, it's, it's great theater. It's really great theater, and I want, I just I want him to be on the Cowboys so bad, I just because you know it, it could turn them into a winner the way that it did with the Rams last year. I just don't see that. Like Mike McCarthy is a good dude in a lot of ways. He has no way to. He has no ability to handle OBJ and all the antics. I mean, he can barely handle Jerry. He can, I mean, barely handle Jerry, right? And now you're going to add OBJ to this mix. And you've already got Zeke, who's, you know, freaking her out because he's starting to see the end of his career coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I... Uh, it's you, you might as well play the, the scene from, from Pretty Woman um, where, you know, Richard Gere goes, you know, more sucking. Like, you need, you know, like that... Is, is sucking up to OBJ and to all the all the guys on this team. It's going to require so much. I mean, basically, um, Larry Miller is or Mike McCarthy is Larry Miller at this point in time. I uh, I, I feel obligated uh, because Jason isn't here. Um, we talked about Jets. There's got to be some Sam Darnold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just got to check that box, right? I. I... <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, um, he's going to start. He's going to start against the Broncos. Um, who would you rather have today, Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson? Against the only part of the Broncos that is functional. <laughs> the, 
I mean, I'd rather have Darnold. That. I'd have Darnold. I'll answer. I'll have Darnold. Do the Broncos right, so how, outscore the Panthers' bad. offense? The Broncos' that's how defense. Bad how quickly it got for Zach Wilson that people are wanting the days of Darnold back. Yeah. That's how bad it is for for Zach Wilson. I mean, I, I gotta I gotta say this: the, Sam Darnold. I, I, look, I'd love to talk to him about uh, some more about Sam Darnold, but. Um, he's probably terrified by the ghost in Mrs. Muir right now. So Nicely done. That's a good yep. reference. Yeah. That's a very good That's reference. That's a nice, obscure reference. We'll have to go and yes. uh, give there's folks a little a literature. Don, there's, there's a Don Knotts thing coming really soon. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I, I but I got to say that, like, I was watching ESPN, Dan Orlovsky, on one of their 18,000 NFL shows that they do. Um that they play on, on a loop. And Orlovsky did this just amazing breakdown of all the things that Zach Wilson missed, like all the automatic throws that he just missed because he didn't even read the safety well, right? Couldn't even read like, oh, the free safety's there. I have to throw here, right? Just automatic stuff, right? And then the reaction from teammates as he continued to miss it and then, you know, it was just like this was a takedown of both how much Zach Wilson does not know, how much he is screwing up because he just doesn't simply doesn't know the offense or he doesn't have the guts, and how much his teammates already understand it and are done with him. And then on top of that all, he comes up with that quote, that one word, great, great reaction of no, I didn't let anybody down when we scored only three points. Like it just, it is an impl- It is an almost historic implosion of a player. It, in his defense, in his defense, they were already at rock bottom with him, so there was maybe nowhere further to go. Oh no, he found <laughs> he found he found a way. <laughs> no, no, had another right, rock no, fall no, off no, that. So uh... wrong on that one. No, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. Out. You were so wrong. Like he was bad. Right. Now he he just said. Hold my beer. Watch me do this. (laughs) Okay. He really did. He just said, like, no, no, no. You think this couldn't get any worse with how I actually played? Watch how I undermine myself with all of the players in the locker room and basically make it so all of the offensive linemen are going to turn and go, which one of us is going to let the blitzer go? on the next play. Well, the Dwayne Brown reaction on several plays that were isolated on the social media sphere and what Orlovsky did, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Brown just looking around going, like he's practically turning to Zach Wilson and going, what are you doing? Let me do this. I can do this better than you, right? Like, Well, Elijah Moore actually posted that on social media, a picture of him throwing the football. Yeah, right. Like it's like they they all get it, and he's. I mean, Zach Wilson is just such a putz about this whole thing. I, can I say putz for the FCC? I don't know. Okay you that? just you just did. I'm going to leave that I, to our twice, Yeah, twice, just leave too, it. Don't yeah. don't go for the hat trick. Yeah, it's Yiddish, but it's okay. Yeah, Frostburg will protect me on this one. But um, yeah, I mean, look, he's just he he just bottomed out so heavily in every way. And I had one scout today goes, how are like grown men with kids who are trying to win a Super Bowl get to the playoffs like 
How do they react to a guy who, a pretty boy guy who looks like he's 14 years old acting like that and playing like that? He just, it was just a complete evisceration. I mean, he's done in so many ways. And unless Smith can fly to New York now, if he leaves Maui now, um, I assume he's at the Maui Invitational, right? He wanted to take in some college basketball because he's a big crazy. That's what I thought. That's, that's what Dan Dan thought, theorized. I think he just uh, wanted to get off the grid and not think about the Jets. I don't know. Well, he needs to go there. He needs to go there, and he needs to counsel a young Wilson. Um, on how, yeah, on how that's the this. guy I want giving me motivational speeches. Here, well, eat a Big Mac. It'll make for, you feel for the better. Jets, have you have you met a lot of Jets fans? That's probably about as good as it gets. That is probably the case. He's Jason Gole at Jason Gole 62 where you find him. Read him, outkick.com. We didn't even get into all the Pro Football Hall of Fame stuff, but uh, God, plenty to come from Zach Thomas. It's got, Zach Thomas. It's got to be the year for Zach Thomas. Well, Please. and Devin Hester. Uh, you lost big game, but hopefully you bet the over. That's all I can say. Uh, Jason um, Gole. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Have a good- hail, hail, to, hail to my Cal friends, Mike Silver, Amy Trask, most notably. She's the only decent one of, of, of any of them. Scott Fujita, Kate Frost, you know, all those Cal people. Enjoy it. All right. He's doing? playing you off like it's an award show. I'll talk to you later. That's Jason Gole on the hotline. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.